everybody, welcome to Revved Up for Sunday. We finally have a name we're going to land on, Revved Up for Sunday. We are the Revs, the Reverends of St. Mark's Episcopal Church in New Canaan, Connecticut. I'm Peter Walsh. I'm Elizabeth Garnsey. And I'm Justin Crisp. As so many of you know, we're taking a look at the gospel for the coming Sunday. And today we're looking at Mark 10, 46 to 52. Taking a look at the story of blind Bartimaeus, it's the story of a healing miracle, which isn't actually about the healing miracle. Let's get to the scriptures. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. What do you make of that? <laughs> well, I, I like this um, progression that we've had over the last several weeks where Jesus has these conversations with his disciples. And, um, you know, one week we identified the sandwich of Jesus um, having a conversation with someone or having a controversy. And then the disciples pull him aside and say, what just happened? Or what was that about? Or I disagree or um, no way. And then Jesus teaches them something. And so in a way, we have a similar thing here where um, Jesus has, it, it's, it's more like he's turned now away from the disciples to say, I can't get through to you directly, so I'm going to do this by showing you something else for, with a stranger. And he, you know, we, last week we had the disciples saying, Jesus, do for us whatever, you, whatever we ask you. And he says to them, what do you want me to do for you? Right. And here, uh, Timaeus is kind of saying the same thing, you know, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, well, what is it you want me to do? And somehow blind Bartimaeus asks him for something that Jesus actually can do and actually mm -hmm. wants to do. And he actually wants to do this for all the disciples in the spiritual way, but they don't know how to ask for that. And they don't even know mm -hmm. that they're blind. So I think it's an interesting sort of, icon for the disciples to to observe and so that's kind of where i started getting into this passage yeah yeah we all have to find our way into the passage how'd you find your way into the passage <laughs> oh, yeah i i love the idea of bartimaeus as an icon not just for the disciples but also for us i have to say i'm, I'm wildly inspired by this guy by his uh determination to tell jesus what he needs you know he he uh it says that the you know uh People around Jesus, the large crowd, as well as his disciples, mm -hmm. began to shout this guy down. But he doesn't back down. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and Jesus does. 
but his determination, his persistence um, is what's so moving to me, actually, because I have recently in my own life, I've taken to saying things like, well, God needs to X, Y, Z, which I'm a little nervous about, I will say, <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> almighty God, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, God's a lot bigger than I am, as it were, metaphysically and so on. Um, and I'm sitting around saying, well, God needs to do X, Y, Z. This actually gives me a little bit of um, both consolation and maybe some holy precedent, not mm, unlike the, yeah. uh, the persistent widow in the gospel of Luke who badgers the unjust judge over and over sure. and over again. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the judge relents and Jesus says, be like the persistent widow. And here I think we can be like Bartimaeus. When we need something from God, just tell God, just go for it. I like that. Be like Barnabas. It sounds like a bumper sticker. <laughs> so I thought what you were going to say is that you were moved by him is that he was theologically on point when you called him <laughs> son of David. That's where I thought you were going with that. Also true. But I, I also uh, agree with your uh, insight that the holy disposition here is is clarity and persistence and ask and seek and knock and all those. What are the, all the teachings of Jesus about prayer are do it and do it with your open heart and then keep at it and don't stop. And I, I know recently I had something that was really bugging me and I prayed and prayed and prayed about it and I, and I received a release from it. And so it actually works. Uh, but uh, in, in, certainly in the case of Bartimaeus, we get, we get a particular one. Remember, he's the only one who is healed in the Synoptic Gospels who gets a name. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's yeah. a name. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this comes at a very, very... Uh, interesting point, as you were pointing out, we're at the end of essentially Act 2 of Mark's Gospel, mm -hmm. uh, the road to Jerusalem. This is the end of the road to Jerusalem. Uh, those of you who've been to Jericho know that uh, uh, Jericho is on the, uh, on the River Jordan. It is one of the two oldest cities in the world. There's been five locations for it, and it's part of the Pilgrim's Way, and pilgrims always came by Jericho. It's the last stop before you head up. Mm -hmm. Jericho is eight or 900 feet below sea level, and, <coughs> and uh uh, Jerusalem is 2,500 feet above it, and so we're at the end of chapter 10, and we're on our way. We're on our way uh, next chapter 11, right into Jerusalem. So, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I do think that we have a story here that is an iconic story. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. But you know, getting a handle on it, what is it? Mm -hmm. How do you? How do you change your own life because of this? That's it. Well, can I pick up on, you said he has a name. I think there's an interesting little tidbit about his name, too. And it's, it's like a right. repeat here. Bartimaeus means son of Timaeus. So it's Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And Timaeus uh, is also the name of Plato's great teacher, mm -hmm. you know, who taught him about the um, reality of the universe created by an um, intentional force, you know, the demiurge that puts the the universe into being and so i mean oh. maybe there's a sort of you know mark is picking up on um even the platonics get jesus mm -hmm. sooner than the disciples you know that the sons of timaeus i.e plato and company could can be made to see and they're calling jesus teacher so jesus has something to teach uh you know the, the platonic oh wow um, line of thinking and so i, I think that's Maybe an important reason Mark gives this person a name. I don't know. I, mm. I didn't make that up. I read it in a commentary. Yeah, I also read, I read in a commentary. I mean, you know, that, that, that uh, Timaeus uh, meant a son of, a clean, uh, of an unclean one. I mean, I know. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Bar is Aramaic for son of. But uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's totally fascinating. I mean, I really, I have to say, I really love that reading because um, I'm interested in the way that the in the way that the early church uh, took what they believed was true in Greek philosophy and then gave it twists along uh-huh. the way right. to make it yeah. look more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested in um, I'm interested in what it means for Bartimaeus to have had faith here. You're talking about his disposition, Peter, mm. and here at the end, Jesus says, "Go, your faith has." made you well. And I've always been like, well, what do you mean your faith has made you well? Does that mean that like people only receive healing if they believe in it enough, which is a theology that I've heard before, uh, which I have to say, I'm just not convinced by. And there are a number of people who have incredible faith who don't receive physical healing in the way that this guy does. Um, I think instead that um, there are like three levels on which healing can take place. Um, The psychological, the spiritual, and the physical and God is and can be at work in all three. And in this story, God is at work in all three. And sometimes God is at work. Well, God could be at work in all three, but we may only um, we may only achieve what we call healing in one or two of those three. Mm-hmm. Not everybody whose faith makes them well is actually physically well. We're not all healed of cancer or of a mental illness or something like that or of another ailment as Bartimaeus is. But the the line here about your faith has made you well is not so much, I think, about, you know, Bartimaeus believes enough, but rather all of this stuff we've been talking about, all of these things that make Bartimaeus who he is in relation to Jesus, including the son of David line, which is another story that maybe we can talk about in a minute. Um, all that makes Bartimaeus who he is has brought him not just physical healing, but wholeness mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. I'm reminded of the fact that the word salvation comes from the Latin root salus, which has, right. uh, it means health, prosperity, well-being. It's like all of those things mm-hmm. all wrapped up into mm-hmm. one. So there's a lot that's at work in, in Bartimaeus' disposition, really, to heal him in the fullest sense. In many ways, he's more free than the disciples are. He gets it more than the disciples do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah. Please go, go ahead. No, no, please. After yeah. you. I, I think, you know, I like when you were talking about God is at work in all these things, I think a question we always have to ask ourselves is, are we at work Mm. on those things too? And, you know, with God, co-creators of our own wholeness, you know, and I don't, this is not like a works-based theology or something, but I think we have to engage. And I think here faith for Bartimaeus is, you know, he sees in Jesus um, the help he needs and he also knows what to ask for and what he's missing. Mm. And the disciples are asking Jesus for greatness and glory and positions of power. And they don't see that they can't see. And all this time he's been telling them, you know, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. I don't know, he says it two or three times in one chapter to them. He tells them what's going to happen to him. They, They deny, 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 and they still just want these things. And, um... I think in Mark that that's a major theme of of seeing and not seeing as it is in maybe John also, but um, blindness and sight. I, I I can't remember who said it. Maybe Rabbi Harold Kushner. Religion is uh, not primarily a set of beliefs or a series of prayers. It's first and foremost a way of seeing, mm-hmm. and I think that Jesus really presents that throughout the gospel, all the gospels that, you know, he's trying to reorient the way that we see and um, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And he doesn't heal every blind person on the way. He's just the ones who know how to ask or, he, or when it's a useful 
teaching point, you know, because it's not the only thing, like physical sight isn't the only road to wholeness, as right. you just articulated so well. Um, it's spiritual, it's, phys it's psychological, it's the whole being. So this guy had, a, yeah. had more than the physical knowledge of himself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think the story's about sight. I think the story's about insight. And yeah, he's got go. he's That's got good. the insight, and it's the, yeah. of course, the irony that the the hmm. blind see and the uh, those who see don't see. Mm -hmm. But with his, I mean, in here you, you get the idea that with his insight, uh, he you know the the last line followed him on his way. So mm -hmm. how do we take how do we take this guy who becomes the model disciple who's been sitting on the roadside, mm -hmm. albeit a great roadside to sit on, undoubtedly one where you uh, if you were a professional uh, alms uh, person that this would be a great spot to be, but that he gets he has the insight, receives the gift, and then follows Jesus on his way, and that that's what discipleship is. What discipleship isn't is you know the the mm -hmm. James and John. Uh, who the sons of thunder? Who are as you guys talked about uh, last week, trying to really um, one on the right hand and one on the left hand. That there's a humility about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these people we see in Mark's gospel. The stars in Mark's gospel are not the lead characters. The stars are the minor characters yeah. who yeah. get it right. Even sometimes the demons get it right. And now we got a minor character, Bartimaeus. He's getting it right, and mm -hmm. all the guys who have churches named after him are getting it wrong mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, right. I, and it's it's yeah. important to say I think that as we said last week, the disciples do go on to see, like they mm. really, they go on to lay down their lives to, to spread the gospel. So right. it's written at a time when the early church are now the disciples and, you know, the moment of truth is there for them in the persecution and crisis of the time of Mark. And so like, I always like to kind of redeem the disciples a little bit because we, we like, oh, they're such dummies and, you know, we're just like them. And it, and it's, kind of true but also they do go on to to get it yeah i must say i've the older i get the more i like the di disciples being dumb because i find <laughs> that i really can identify that i mean i don't know if you've ever played golf but man there's nothing better than having somebody in your foursome hit a bad tee shot you're like mm. i love that dude and because uh, now i have a fighting <laughs> shot so i mean I, I that kind of misery loves company i mean when these when the disciples right, don't right. get it i feel like i'm in good company exactly. i mean yeah. yeah totally oh my gosh um the the one of the things that I noticed relative to our the the previous major and minor characters we've been talking about so we've we've mentioned James and John um, is the comparison between Bartimaeus and the rich man about rich whom man. you spoke yeah. Elizabeth so beautifully with Rob a couple of weeks ago um, here Bartimaeus throws off his cloak mm -hmm. I mean what else does this guy have really other than like the clothes on his back. So Jesus has told the rich man, you got to get rid of everything you own. You got to sell it, give the money to the poor, etc., in order for you really to receive the salus, the salvation that has come mm -hmm. in Christ. And uh, Jesus is speaking to him, come in me. Uh, here, Bartimaeus has the freedom to do what the rich man did not have the freedom to mm -hmm. do. He had the freedom technically, right? He was free from constraint. Nobody was keeping the rich man from doing this, but he didn't have the inner freedom, mm -hmm. the inner will to do it. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, Bartimaeus is not only determined and repeatedly persisting in asking mm -hmm. Jesus for, for salvation in the fullest sense, 
he also has the inner freedom to let go of everything he mm-hmm. does not right. need. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly inspiring to mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, I don't know where that guy got that, but I would like some of that. If you could bottle it and sell it, I would, well, mm, selling it. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I'm trying to make money off of it, okay? That would be the opposite <laughs> of the goal here. It. I would love to get some. I would love to get some. I don't want to monetize it. I would love to get whatever he's got. It's really an incredible kind of inner freedom. Yeah. And freedom a, from anxiety. I mean, he's out on the street. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a house. Uh, ostensibly, he could. It says he's sitting by the roadside. I don't mean to make too many assumptions here, but he's outside the social system. He's mm-hmm. outside of the social infrastructure of his day. And he throws off the one piece of shelter, as it were, that he's yeah, got. Yeah. Well, uh, amen to that. I mean, they, they, there's a rule in the Torah that you cannot take the take the cloak from a beggar because mm-hmm. it's that's mm-hmm. their home that's what they sleep in at night and so mm-hmm. when he throws off his cloak he he throws off everything, everything. that he has and mm-hmm. and as you were, were pointing out the rich man uh, finds that i'm unable to do that mm-hmm. i mean this is this possessed by your possessions kind of thing right and mm-hmm. i was thinking about this morning when i was throwing out my recycling and in the garbage bin on the way here i try to throw something out every single day and I was thinking that I'm still possessed by my possessions because I threw out a pink box that was broken of Olivia's. And I don't know why I said, why did it take me three months to throw this thing out? I should have thrown it out when she told me to throw it out. I was possessed by a broken pink box. And I'm so reminded since we are in the business where everybody dies, right? And we're very much in touch with that. In the end, we ain't taking no pink boxes nowhere, right? We're li- it all, leaving it all behind. And, and yet we, you know, we're still... Mm-hmm have this possession thing and here this guy just throws off whatever it would take mm-hmm. that would ever impede him from his following Jesus right. in the fullness of what you're talking about so for him mm-hmm. it's like whoo right. man and he sprang up I love that man boom I'm up mm-hmm. I'm on the way you know mm-hmm. he's this guy is on the roll he's set free yeah. yeah beautiful I also love the word go <laughs> Just as yeah. the blind man is being sent. I mean, it's yeah. as though Jesus is commissioning him as an apostle, right, as right. one yeah. sent. Yeah. Go. Your faith has made you well. And it's also interesting. He, Jesus doesn't tell him, don't tell anybody what's happened to you. Mm-hmm. Right? The messianic secret is not something which Jesus imposes upon Bartimaeus. Mm-hmm. He just says, go. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Bartimaeus has all kinds of freedom, mm-hmm. inner and outer, that, um, that other characters in yeah. Mark's gospel don't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets his full personhood. I mean, name, right, mm-hmm. healing, mm-hmm. and uh, commission. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he's on a roll, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he's set free, I think. Yeah. You know, the weird thing is about when you read Mark's Gospel and the stuff we've been talking about as we come to wrap this up here, when you read it the first time, you might not get any of that. Right. Yeah. I know, it's true. It takes you a go, long oh. time. It takes, it takes this. I mean, yeah. I think people can yeah. get together and talk about the scriptures together because that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, the scriptures like I poetry. Agree. They don't give up they don't give up their treasures right away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, that yeah. takes a little bit of time. Right. And the more you know, the greater the treasure. Yeah. Mm. Right. And you can put yourself in the picture. I mean, Ignatian spirituality, you know, that whole thing about become a character mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent a lot of time in preparing yeah. this because I've been to Jericho many times. I mean, Jericho nowadays is 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 an impoverished West Bank city with a big sign that says mm-hmm. uh, Israeli uh, Jewish Israelis who enter there are likely to be killed. I mean, it's a mm. and you go in there. There's a shutdown casino on the way in, and there's a used to be a Snickers banner that you could throw. No one was buying Snickers because nobody had the funds, you know, very few funds to live there. Right. But in, in his day, this is a thoroughfare, mm-hmm. and he's got a good spot. And Bartimaeus is clearly this is his spot. And I remember when I was in college. 
uh, there was a, a, a T-stop, a, a stop for the subway, and there was a man who sat in a wheelchair every day and said, wheelchair basketball, wheelchair basketball. And the guy, I, the guy, I always gave to wheelchair basketball, uh, you know, and, and, and so now we take this guy, uh, Bartimaeus, and um, he, he basically, from Jesus' perspective, does everything right. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say to finish here, my favorite line in the whole thing, Jesus stood still. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Jesus never stops. Oh, man. It's immediate, 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 immediate. Jesus right. stands still. You're right. Especially in Mark, Especially which is like an action movie of a gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. Coming soon to a sermon near us. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jesus Thank stood you. still sermon. Thank you. I would love to preach the Jesus stood still sermon. Don't know if I have it, though. <laughs> Time will tell. Uh, yes. So we're so grateful that you've tuned in and you've tuned in for 20 minutes to be with us. Uh, God bless you for that. Uh, we would love it if you would subscribe or comment or like or share or send something at info at St. Mark's because we're all about the community of Jesus. So God bless you for taking the time to spend some time with us and with Jesus. Peace be with you. Oh, <laughs>